This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Today, we're going to talk about what's going on with our cars, um, just about anything. We want to hear what uh, folks are interested in. We want lots and lots and lots of calls today. So, because uh, nobody really wants to hear about my car. <laughs> so, let's get lots of phone calls going, lots of emails today. Um, Allison, you've been on, a, on a, a couple of trips outside of the state. Uh, what news have you outside the Shire? What, what was it like on the, the interstates and on the back roads and in other states outside of Mississippi? It was um, really nice. For the 4th of July weekend, we went to Tennessee and rode the famous Tell of the Dragon Road, which has 318 curves and 11 miles. And it it took probably about 20 to 30 minutes to drive it. And um, that was really, really awesome. I've been wanting to do that for years. So to finally do that was really nice. And, um, of course, the mountain air up there was really wonderful, and the weather was, was awesome. So and you know we took a lot of back roads and everything and it was it was really really nice and um, and then this past weekend I went down to Louisiana and raced autocross on Sunday down in Avondale Louisiana where Nola Motorsports Park is and that was a lot of fun that was a whole lot of fun it was hot but it was fun. Now, backing up a little bit, we did have a show on asking people their favorite drives. I think that someone uh, did mention the tail of the dragon, and you did that on a motorcycle? That's right. And there were a bunch of other people there on motorcycle, and then some. there were a lot of um, Miatas and FRSs and uh, Mini Coopers there, too, as far as cars go. So, um, and it's a really tight road, so not many big vehicles. So it's it's really fun for cars that like curves. So you had a lot of sporty cars there and a lot of sports bikes, but there were touring bikes also that were like the big ones with the with all the saddlebags and everything on them too. So it was a it was a lot of fun. When I was in college, I would drive in Arkansas up scenic highway seven from arkansas to missouri and the scenic part uh was how many curves it was and i had a cute little i had a subaru xt coupe and so that was so much fun uh, going around the curves until you got behind an rv (laughs) and then that was not fun you didn't get to play uh you know, can I take this at the speed limit, or do I need to go the suggested curves speed limit? So uh, that uh, uh, those kind of car, those kind of roads are fun if you're in the proper car and there's not an RV in front of you. And I want to hear more about your autocross in just a bit. But first, we've got Jerry from Tupelo calling in. Uh, I'm sorry, Terry. Terry from Tupelo. Terry, what's going on with you? Thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. Just remember the two T's. That's right. <laughs> I have a 2014 Prius. The bigger one, I think it's called a C. 
and it really has nothing to do with the car. I think it has more to do with the tires. Um, when you get the car up to around 70, now when you're driving 50, 45, whatever, it rides just fine. But when you get up to around 70, it starts vibrating. And I'm wondering if it's the tires or if it's something probably more, you know, hidden that I don't know about. Okay. If you guys could give me some insight into that. Okay, it's um, probably the tires out of balance. Some tires out of balance, or either you've got a bump in a tire and it's showing up at a higher speed. That'll show up at a lower speed, too. But I'm going to put my money on a tire balance and it's showing up at that speed when it starts going out around and, and shaking the whole car. So I'm going to go with um, that. I believe it's a tire balance issue. So I would go have my all four of my tires balanced and maybe well, ask them if any one of them was way off or anything like that. Maybe a weight had come off or something like that. Those weights will sling off a car and and um and come off and then cause your car to be your tire to be out of balance it is good for my lower back because i turned the heated seat on and just let it vibrate so i don't know oh nice oh it has the vibrate feature too <laughs> no he's calling because no, the, the car, car shakes <laughs> oh because the car's shaking right right okay yeah that's funny thank you um, so much i really appreciate you guys and i love listening to y'all Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for listening. All right. Bye-bye. Terry, we're so glad you've called in. Today's an open topic day, folks. We want to hear what's going on with you. Otherwise, uh, Java, uh, who's uh, in for Michelle, and Allison and I will just chit-chat the day away. So we want to hear what's going on with your car. Allison, let's go back. You, um, You were doing autocross in Louisiana this weekend because... Autocross in Mississippi is uh, not going on, right? That's right. We're having some issues with the city in Grenada, I believe it is, or it's with the municipal airport management that we do it at. And they're working on working out an agreement to to continue doing it there because we've been racing in Mississippi in, at the municipal airport in Grenada since 1965 or so. And um, so we need to continue that relationship with them, whatever's going on there. I'm not sure exactly what that is. And then at the Columbus Air Force Base, because of the coronavirus, they're making it where only people who are in the Air Force or or direct family member can come on the base. And even some direct family members are having a hard time getting on the base to visit anyone um, so that's on lockdown. So I so I like to get out of state to race anyway. So I, I went down to Louisiana and raced at the Delta Region SCCA um, section of the Sports Car Club of America down there at the NOLA Motorsports Park. And that's where they, they have go-kart racing down there. They have track racing, and you can go and rent, like, a Lamborghini or a McLaren and and race down there on the track and then they have a section just for autocross and for drifting and they host other events there and that's where we raced on was that section of of concrete that they have put aside for for autocross and and it was a really good setup for that that sounds like an interesting uh corona free way to have some fun it was um i can't green loud enough about how awesome autocross is and anyone can enjoy it it's a it's something that anyone can get in and come do 
um, people even use rental cars and come and race because it's not really hard on the vehicle. And, and you know, or, or their daily drivers. Um, one of my friends, I, I got to race his car, but he drives his Infinity four-door sedan. It's a hybrid, and he races it and does really well in it, um, of all things, you know, to race. Uh, so we had a guy out there with a four-door Crown Vic, big car out there racing, and he had a blast. And, uh, you know, it's just it's, it's more diverse and it more uh, different types of cars. We had a truck out there that was lowered and was set up for racing autocross. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, just about any kind of vehicle. And uh, so much fun, and uh, it was it was hot out there. It was one of the hottest days that I've probably ever had in my life. But we made it through. We stayed cool, drank cool water, you know, cooled down as much as we can, get in the shade, and in between racing, and um, made it through the day without anyone having any problems health-wise with the heat. So it was it was well worth it. Fantastic. We got a couple of calls. Let's go to Paul, who's called in from Puckett. Oh, we had Terry from Tupelo. Now we've got Paul from Puckett. Paul, what's going on? We're glad you've called right. in today. Well, thank you. I have a 1978 Plymouth Valar. Yeah, there's still one out there. <laughs> and uh, the torque converter, I had to replace it. And since then, I've busted up about three flex plates, you know, that hold the converter to the crank. I just wonder what my problem could be. Oh, ah, we need a transmission guide over there. That's I've never heard of that before happening. Um, yeah, I've had Chrysler's, and I never had many break, but it's you know, they're kind of a thin uh, material anyway. But I've always had them hold up. But um, it, it's a lockup style converter they use. Some of them had them, some of them didn't. But I keep breaking flex plates. Wow! Is that, okay. that going to be a transmission specialist person? To, Look into that. That's no, well, I've had many people. So me and Liz have been having uh, trouble finding um, some people for transmissions to come onto the show because they're so so busy. Right. Um, the the few people that I know are just they're swamped with transmission right. work, so we can't get them on the show. And we we want to have a transmission show really really bad. And they would definitely be able to help this show um when we take a break i'll do a little research on that paul and right, see if i can right. answer the question in the show later for you but um i'm not familiar with that problem myself so right. i don't want to give you any misinformation on that and if you can maybe email us right. and that that would be even an easier format to get back with you on right so you're going to try to have a transmission man down the road come on or something, or a transmission woman. <laughs> yeah, we we are. That's something we're looking forward to. We actually have ideas for, uh, you know, different shows. We'd like to have a tire guy up here. Right, we, I understand. And the, the tire guy that I asked was swamped and couldn't, couldn't be here. I mean, so some of the specialty areas of the automotive industry that we want to have someone on, or right. they're just swapped and like they, yeah, you know, they can't get them on the show. So that's that's something we are working on, though. Well, thank you anyway, and I'll keep listening. Thank you. Okay, thank you so right, much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Y'all can send us your emails anytime. Auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? I'll have a list of ones that are when we come back. Chris from Brandon, hang on. Even though your name isn't alliterative, we'll still uh, take your call. 
You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more AutoCorrect, I hope you'll find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart devices. Now, here are the recalls for the week. Uh, 2013-2016 Land Rover Range Rover Range Rover Sport. It's got a problem with its keyless vehicle latching system. Almost a million Chrysler, Dodge, SUVs, and minivans with the airbag cover clips. And I think mine is one year younger than uh, than this, but I'm going to check it. I'm going to check to see if my Dodge minivan is included in that recall. The 2015-2016 Kia Soul EV, and we've learned that EV means electronic vehicle, uh, that has a problem with the parking mechanism. The 2019-2020 Mercedes AMG sedans and SUVs has a problem with the electronic stability software. 2013-2018 Audi A5 S8, the engine compartment seal, has a problem. And the 2011-2012 Hyundai Elantra Sonata Hybrid and 2012 Accent Velocitor, there's a 12-volt accessory socket outlet problem. So you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, NH. TSA.gov slash recall and inputting your VIN number. So today we're talking about whatever you want. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We got an email. This is for Terry with the vibrating tire thing. Uh, Craig said, I have had dried mud in my wheels throw the balance off when I hit the highway. So that uh, that's just one person's thing to say. Uh, Allison, did you get anything on this torque converter flex plate problem, or is that going to take a little more investigating? I did get a little more information. It was it was actually what I was thinking in my head is that maybe something was misaligned with it. And out of you know out of alignment, so it's it's when it spins as fast as it does, it's shaking and vibrating and breaking that that flex plate. So what can cause it to be misaligned are maybe his dowel pins are missing that uh, that lines up the transmission when you bolt it in. The bolt itself doesn't line it up. You have to have the dowel pins 
on there. So maybe his are missing because they can come out. And uh, but but let's say that his dial pins are in place. Maybe something else has gotten back there and is is misaligning it somehow or another. But that was the main thing that I saw was that there's a misalignment situation going on, which is what I was thinking may it could possibly be. And it's vibrating uh, off alignment and, and causing that flex plate to break. So that's one thing that he can look into and see if he can figure out what's going on. That might help lead him in the right direction. All right. Let's go to Brandon and talk to Chris. Chris, what's going on with you today? Hey, how's it going? We're so glad you've called in. What's up? Uh, so I have a 1967 Chevrolet pickup truck. And it's in the garage now, but before it was in the garage, it was sitting outside for a bit. And the uh, the pickup, like the, the bed of it got a little weathered and there's some holes in it. I was wondering if you knew any way to repair holes from rust in the back of the pickup trucks. Okay. Um, one thing that you see him do, and you see him doing like on the car shows on Motor Trend, I don't know if you watch the car television show, but you cut out the rust and put in sheet metal. You shape it to fit the bed with the bends and curves in it that um, that you can use sheet metal benders to, to make those curves in them and weld it in and then, you know, do everything else that goes along with that, you know, smoothing down the welds and, and then repainting it. And that's how they fix them on the car shows. They just go in and cut out the rust and put in a new sheet metal. So that's how you would go about fixing that on your truck bed. Okay. Do you think uh, something like Flex Seal would work or maybe like a silicone or putty? To keep it from rusting further? Oh, uh, maybe just to repair the holes. Well, Chris, here's my two cents from uh, listening to Fix It 101, our Wednesday Fix It show. Uh, If you're going to try to patch a hole, it has to have something behind it for uh, it to to patch onto. If you I think if you put some kind of uh, uh, putty agent, it, it needs to have something to stick on in the hole. I would think that you you may have to in this situation. It, it is cutting out the rust and going ahead and putting in a plate, or if it's small area, um, like Dremel, use a bit and drill it down to the metal, and then repaint it where it doesn't rust anymore, or put on some uh, anti-rust paint, and and maybe you can use a little silicone on there to fill that up in that situation. Nice. Well, I'll have to try that. I love listening to MPB. I have the car tags. Awesome. Yay. Fantastic. Thanks, Chris. We're so glad. Thank you. Have a good day, too. Thank you. Allison, we've got the fabulous Java Chapman, who is uh, engineering for us today. Uh, Java, what's going on with uh, with your car, Mister Man About Town? Uh, <laughs> uh, not, nothing much on my on my car. Uh, we are like Chris from Brandon, though. We have the um, the MPB car tag on our car. You Yay. know, I guess the the, the major thing just uh, this past Father's Day of all days, um, I changed the brakes 
and rotors on on uh, on my truck. So stop it. Stop it. You did not. You did not. <laughs> Java, you've been holding back on us. Are you a, a, a big, humongous car fix-it kind of repair guy? No, no, I'm not. And, you know, I mean, I have to immediately say I had help from my from my dad. And um, That's and, what dads do. I mean, you know, it was it was Father's Day, so we were doing our fatherly duties. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it wasn't that hard. You know, you hear these things about your cars and thinking they're so uh, cumbersome and incredible include all these type of uh, parts and all type of um, uh, wrenches and ratchets and stuff. But it's once you do it once or twice, it's really simple. Now, I know Allison can speak to that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that you can do in your car that it is pretty simple. As you can see, with replacing the brake pads and the rotors, that's a that's a fairly simple job. It's about four bolts, and that's about it. Yeah, that's that's it. Once you get those four bolts off and the tire off, I mean, it's just kind of almost I hate to say Legos, but you kind of just snap something off and then snap the new part in place, put the tire back on, and I mean, you're good to go. <laughs> well, Java, I'm very fascinated by this because I'm a little bit intimidated. What was was Dad the expert? Uh, had you all watched a YouTube? Did you learn together? Well, see, my dad, he you know he he can handle those types of things, and I guess as his Father's Day, he wasn't gonna do it, but he was gonna he was gonna he was gonna uh, uh, manage. And uh, but you know it's it's something uh, to know how to do. I mean, you know when you have a car, I really do think everybody should know how to put gas in it, change the oil, or at least check the oil, you know, uh, change a flat tire, because, you know, these are really like essential skills if you're out being a motorist all by yourself. You know, you need to know how to handle yourself and handle your car. Well, and it's fantastic if you can have somebody show you how to do it, too. Well, that's what YouTube University is all about. (laughs) Our email address where you can send a question to us is auto at mpbonline.org. We're taking your car repair questions today. What's an unreliable car not to buy? We're going to get to that in a bit. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hi, it's Rachel Martin with NPR's Morning Edition. People have stories about their car, that long summertime family road trip, that hand-me-down first car they got when they turned 16, the first car they bought on their own. And cars can generate other kinds of stories, like the kind you hear on this station. When you donate a vehicle to this station, the proceeds bring you stories from around the world. Here's how to get started. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, she's our expert, and I'm Liz Beal. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. So in addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air and others uh 
can enjoy our show also. So thank you so much for our contra- your contributions to MPB Public MPB Think Radio. Now, Consumer Reports has rounded up the poorest used models of the past decade. Today, we're going to caution you about the 2015 Audi Q7. This was the last year of that model design. Consumer Reports showed problems in surveys, showed problems in the brake system, the audio components, and the general body integrity. The newer models, the 2017 and later showed remarkable improvements in these areas and won the Q7 top scores among mid-size luxury SUVs. So please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car, suggests Consumer Reports. Carcomplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists. Allison, here's something kind of COVID-related. I just realized the other day I have not driven over 50 miles an hour, I think, in my car since March. Uh, Is that a a problem? Um, Well, say you you drive your car at low speeds all the time, and you can get more car buildup in it, so getting at higher speeds will help, like to hit the interstate occasionally. Um, so I would do that and then just, um, drive your car regularly in general. If you find yourself not having to drive your car, go ahead and make a point of driving it regularly to keep it fresh and get out and let it warm up and get to operating temperature and move around and, you know, get out and and use it for a little bit. And, uh, so that it keeps everything fresh and it goes through the heat cycles and, and and everything that prevents rust and prevents rubber from drying up and cracking and getting old. And uh, so I recommend, you know, with this quarantining and everything that's going on, if your car is sitting up for a long time, to get out and, and drive it around. And not just turn on the engine and let it warm up in the driveway and then turn it back off, but actually get out and drive it. And if you can, you do want to hit interstate speeds to blow out your carbs that build up in your engine. So low speeds constantly can can actually make your car run a little rough. Well, we've got two cars, so uh, I think maybe on Saturday we'll maybe we'll take a a trip up to Canton. <laughs> well, there's a watermelon festival in Mize this Saturday that I was kind of interested in. It's from eight to two o'clock in Mize, which is about an hour south of. Um, Jackson down 49 or so and uh, that looked like a lot of fun (laughs) well and then uh, you know we'll go maybe we'll go north one day and south the other uh, in each of our cars we've got some phone calls let's get to let's go to Homer who's called in from Lyon Homer thank you so much for calling into autocorrect today what can we do for you hey how y'all doing enjoying the show great Uh, Allison, I have a uh, Dakota, Dodge Dakota, when I, and, and you know the horror show on this Dakota. I think you remember. But anyway, I'm having a issue now. When I press the, when I'm coming up on a stop, I'm getting a little bit of tremble. It's coming out of my right wheel. Um, I got some ideas about it, but you know, it's always good to hear a professional opinion. 
okay. Yeah, that's a, a little bit of a weird problem to have. A little tremble out of just one, one tire you feel like. Um, I would check the suspension components on there thoroughly and see if something like a ball joint or a tie rod, whether it's the inner or the outer tie rod, has gone bad. And mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable with checking those components and knowing how to check them correctly, you can take mm-hmm. them to a brakes and suspension shop, which is an automotive specialty area within itself, um, suspension. There's a – where are you located at? In line, right north of Clarksdale. It's uh, – Okay. Yeah, that way. There should be a shop there that's, that's dedicated just to tires and suspension – alignments and that sort of thing and they'll be able mm-hmm. to check out that that your tires your your suspension on that tire that you feel like is acting up because that's possibly what's going on a strut a inner or outer tie rod a ball joint something has gone bad and it's yeah. shaking that wheel yeah because when i first bought it it didn't do that and and now i notice when i'm coming up on a stop. It only does. I, I'm I'm leaning towards it, tie right in. But I'm gonna get somebody to check it. Uh, I thought Baron right. at one time, but Baron, I said no, I don't think that. But anyway, I'm guessing, so I get somebody to check it. No, I don't think it would be a bearing. Bearing tend to not really have like a a symptom. They have a noise, and okay. tie rods have vibration. You'll feel vibration. Okay. Okay. Because okay. it's not stabilizing the tire, so it'll shake it and yeah. tremble. Kind of have a tremble feeling to it. So I'm kind of leaning in that direction too. Yeah, when the caliber, when you apply the braking, the tire rod just kind of when the when the brakes go into the disc, it kind of looks like that's that's when it does it. When I when I'm going at okay. a regular speed, oh, that's, when you're, now, that's when you're braking. Yeah, when I'm braking, it, it only breaking happens when I'm braking. But when you let off the brake, it stops doing it. It may be your rotor has gotten uh, warped, warped or, the, or the gases have gotten uneven on it, and it's causing it to shake on one side. You know, and uh, the the fix for that is to turn, have your rotor turned, if okay. that's the case. If you feel like it's in your brakes, your brakes. And when you just hit the brakes. Okay. All right. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Homer, for calling in. We appreciate you. Um, Allison, uh, we got a, a guy couldn't stay on the line. He has a Ford, a 2001 Ford F-150 and F-250. Both are having similar gear shift issues. He asked if there's any recall info on these. And uh, Mr. Ford, you know, typing it in, there are 79 different recalls for a Ford F-150. So uh, that's when you have to go to specifically your VIN number because maybe a VIN number that was made in August is having problems, but one that was made in January isn't there there they can be that specific on a recall but Allison if it's not a recall issue what could be um, a gear shift 
I guess if the, if so, if someone's having a gear shift issue, does that mean it's a manual? Um, his are, are probably automatic, or or he probably would have stated that it was manual. So I'm assuming that it's automatic. I I think there was a a, a common problem with those with that. He can actually go to carcomplaints.com and look and see if that was a common problem for that vehicle. But I believe they did have transmission problems with those early. 2004 trucks and it's common problem um so possibly what could be a fix on that is just to refresh the fluid not a flush but a drain and fill and see if getting some fresher fluid in there might help out um other than other than that i'm not real sure what what a fix like that on that would be so but but to kind of look further into his problem, carcomplaints.com can help out a little bit. Or um, to get on a Ford truck forum, how we talk about getting on the forum to research problems on vehicles. It gets more vehicle-specific when you get on a forum just for your car or truck. Yeah. And kind of look in and see if anyone else had a fix for that. Um, but sometimes with gear shifting problems like that it's a manufacturer defect and the only fix is to rebuild it completely with some upgraded parts that were provided by the manufacturer as an upgrade and get it shifting better on there which is a little bit involved <laughs> to say well, the least and but that's, yeah. that's the two main things I think of when I think of gear shift problems and uh, Mr. Ford guy, uh, if it is a recall, the dealers do fix these for free. If you cannot yourself go to carcomplaints.com or go to nhtsa.gov slash recall, just call up a Ford dealer and tell them your VIN number, and I bet they'll be able to look up uh, the recalls for you if you don't have access to the inter- internet let's we got about three calls let's go to david in oxford david thank you so much for calling in to autocorrect today what's going on with you well you i may ask you to put on your tinfoil hat here Ooh. i have a 2016 ram 2500 with a cummins in it and last week uh lightning hit a tree in my yard about 50 feet away from my, where my truck was parked. Got up next morning, dashboard is lit up, ABS flight on, non-skid on, telling me all kind of goofy tire pressure problems, telling me change oil, change filters, won't go into four-wheel drive. Have you ever heard of lightning hitting a computer on a truck? Going I mean, no, it, but that's some bad luck. <laughs> it is. Wow, I, I, no, that, I, I've never heard of that. But it, it, maybe if you do replace the computer, that'll fix the problems. Well, I talked to my insurance so. agent, and he declares that lightning hit his boat one time. But anyway, he said, turn in a claim. The uh, the uh, repair place also said they never heard of such thing. But anyway, uh, I have one other comment, if you got a minute. Uh, back. I've heard several calls or back several months ago with people calling saying they could not get their vehicle out of park and come to find out it was a taillight issue. Yeah, we've we've had folks say that. Uh, if the bulb goes, then it, it won't move it out of gear. 
Well, what the issue Wasn't is... Wasn't that on that, a Cadillac or a Chevrolet? It, it was, I but believe. It, it, it can be on a Ford pickup truck also back up several years okay. ago. What the lick is, you know, to get your vehicle out of park, first thing you do is put on the brake pedal. The brake pedal also, uh, they were wired in series through the brake light in the back. So if the brake light went out, even, you know, 1157, whatever your bulb is, it won't make the circuit to release that switch so you can get out of park. H- had a personal issue with that myself uh, at a truck stop in Texas. And when I called a mechanic, he told me to check my tail. He said, you don't understand what I'm telling you. <laughs> you need a tail light problem. I can't get it. He said, go change the tail light. You got a bad tail light. Sure enough, did that and uh, worked ever since. David, we. What trunk was that, if I might ask? What manufacturer was that? That particular one. Was that a was Dodge a F- or Ford? No, no, that was an F two fifty Ford. Okay, just curious. Uh, um, yeah, that's very that's very interesting. It's uh, interesting that they would wire it in in series like that with to you know to make the circuit, but but um, that's definitely something to keep in mind. Well, tell you a couple of extra tail lights in case you can't get out of park and don't park next to a sycamore tree in a lightning storm. <laughs> Right. You're a wise man, David, and we appreciate uh, you giving us your wisdom. Let's go to Shirley in Macon. Shirley, thanks for calling into AutoCorrect today. What's up with you? Well, well, thank you, ladies, for having this program. Uh, I want to know uh, whether or not this fuel additive does it extend the life of your fuel and make your car run better, or is that just hype? So a fuel additive, you're talking about the one that cleans your fuel injection system? Well, it's a little that you put in the gas tank? Yeah, put in your gas tank. It does. It, uh, it cleans your injection system. If you think about it, um... What would be something similar to that? Like a, a dropper for a cough syrup or something like that. Um, it gets stopped up. They Then your injectors on your car where your fuel shoots into the engine, they do clog up over time. Um, you know, and, and sometimes you may never really see a symptom from it, but your car is running a slightly leaner and and it's overworking your injector a little bit to try to make up for it. And you may never see a problem with it until an injector goes bad or an injector clogs up significantly. So it, it does help. But you have to use it regularly. You can't just use it one time. It's it's something that you need to use regularly and follow the instructions on. So it is a good product to use. It definitely is. You can also have your fuel system cleaned at a shop. There's a a machine that that they hook up into your fuel system and it'll sit there and clean out all that mess from your fuel injectors. Um, Something I did on my race car was I sent off my injectors to get cleaned and tested. And, you know, that's something that I did specifically for my car, but that's, it is a thing to clean your injectors and keep them cleared out. So is that just for older vehicles or for, like, my vehicle is a 2019. Would, would I need to do that, you know, clean my injector? If you start now, that's great preventative maintenance on keeping it from having problems when it does get older. So it doesn't hurt to start it young and 
and mm -hmm. you know continue on with that because it i mean it's it starts minutely clogging up as soon as you start using the vehicle okay thank you have a great day thank you shirley we you appreciate can. you for calling in you can send us an email our address is auto at mpbonline.org. What's in the news? I'm going to tell you next. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our live program, you can hear the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Please stay tuned after our show at 11 a.m. It's Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. Okay, so what's in the news for all you aspiring mechanics? Have you heard about this, Allison? There's a video game called Wrench that you play on a PC uh, that could make practical mechanical training much more accessible. It's a super detailed mechanic simulator based on preparing and maintaining endurance race cars. So awesome! <laughs> so that uh, that you sounds know, really cool to me. You know, I think. Uh, Especially, you know, maybe uh, kids, if they started learning how to do that, that might inspire them to, to go on and, and be mechanic. I'm sure I would have been obsessed with that as a, as a kid. There was a, um, a game that we had on my mom's computer where you could fix up your car and soup it up. You could change out the tires and change out the engine and uh, I forget what, change out the uh, exhaust and intake and all this stuff on your car, and I was obsessed with it. I love that game, and uh, I would play it now if I could. <laughs> so I think that's really, really awesome. All right. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC certified. We've got a, a two calls to finish out the show. Let's go to Debbie in Florence. Debbie, thanks so much for calling AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, I've got a 2014 Toyota Tacoma. And it has a, a vibration or a shimmy when you're driving it. It's barely discernible when you're going slower, but when you get up around 55 and on up faster, it, it's pretty rough. Any ideas on, I mean, it doesn't seem to be out of line. It doesn't pull, you know, put the brakes on or anything. It doesn't pull, but it just starts shimmying. And I put new tires um, on. Okay, go ahead. So you put new tires on, were you about to say, or what's that? All the way around it, and it still does it. Right when you get up about 55 or 60, it just goes to shimmy it. Um, 
usually around those upper speeds, you've got a balance problem. Perhaps they didn't balance one of the tires correctly, but um, I would take it back to the tire place and tell them what's going on and mm -hmm. see if they can check it out further for you. Maybe take it for a test drive and see if they can pinpoint. Maybe one of the tires has gone bad um, and you've got a defective tire, but I would take it, if you, if you had that done recently, I would go back to them. Was it recently that you had the tires replaced? Well, it, it's, it's done it all along. That's, you know, I thought, okay, well, maybe I've got some bad tires on it, so I went and put oh, the new tires on you it. Had, before you replaced the tires, it was doing it, and it's still doing it, it after replacing the tires? Yeah. yeah, and I was thinking, okay, well, put new tires on it. Maybe the tires are bad, and it's still doing it. Okay. You need your suspension checked out thoroughly then. Um, like the other person that called, it could be a strut that's gone bad or inner outer tie rod, ball joint. Okay. Um, so I would get your suspension checked out thoroughly. And okay. a tire shop and alignment shop are pros at dealing with suspension problems, so they should be able to help you pinpoint what's going on with it. So that's something is going on on one of your tires and it's making yeah. it bounce at a higher speed and it's not doing it at lower speed it's just it's i guess it's hitting at a certain vibration at higher speeds and it's, and it's showing up then it so i would take it yeah. to a steering or suspension yeah. alignment shop brakes tires they usually are kind of in one category together as far as automotive specialists go and have it checked out thoroughly until they can find the problem. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank You're you. You're very welcome. Thank you, Debbie, for calling in. We appreciate it. Chris, I don't think we have enough time to get your call. Remember, you can always send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. Um, my car story, Allison, is... I got the headliner replaced on my van. There's a great upholstery store, vehicle upholstery place in Jackson. We had to, to use it for another vehicle also. And it just makes me feel so good that it, <laughs> the headliner isn't hitting us on the head while we're sitting in the van anymore. Right. Yeah, the, the headliner's gone in my van because it dropped. So that was a common problem in the, the Grand Caravans, even in different models, because we have different model Grand Caravans, but they've had similar problems. Yeah. And the, the headliner's been ripped out of mine, and it's just the this, this sticky stuff that's left up there. So I've just left it alone. My van, of course, is just a work van, but um, it doesn't really matter to me. The off. But I know it's, it's nice when it's redone. I redid one in a sports car of mine one time, and it was it was so nice to have it fixed up and not drooping down in your way and everything. Well, and see, we'd had one done uh, before, and the fumes were so bad. These fumes weren't so bad. That's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Thank you, Jay White, for being our call screener. Thank you, Java Chapman, for being our engineer. So for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as The Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Join us each Thursday for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.